Welcome, welcome, welcome. Briscoe's in the yeah, studio, and I don't know what just happened. Um, his headphones threw off, threw off, fell off, because he threw them off. It was maybe... Startling. I, I'm the, startled right now. The, I'm maybe flustered. the loudest that these headphones have ever been. I wasn't paying attention to where it was. It was turned up to max. When the commercials were playing, it was sure. all fine. Sure. And, then, and Dylan, I don't think you did anything wrong. I'm guessing that something on the board is really dangerously hot right now. Um, other than Dylan, I mean. Oh. Uh-oh. But, like, it was... You You had the talk back. You're like, all right, here we go. And uh, it was at... Let me just check really quick. Four billion decibels? That's crazy. I didn't even know that was possible. So you know this volume control meter on your... In front of you? Yeah, but it, here's the thing, man. It only kind of works. It, it only don't work. kind of gets you one ear, both ears. So, so, sometimes, and this is just behind-the-scene knowledge for everyone listening, which I'm sure you're all finding fascinating. People like behind-the-scene stuff. Well, they don't the work at all. Sometimes you turn it quieter, and yeah. then all of a sudden you go, wow, now I can hear it both ears. Yes. And then you turn it louder, and all of a sudden it's all from the left side, and then you can only hear certain things. Like, I could hear Dylan, but if someone's on the phone line, I'm only hearing, like, the crackles. Yeah. It's, it's a... It happens sometimes. Yeah, and I'm also, like, pretty aware of the fact that I, I do think that wearing headphones, not just, you know, for my job here four-plus hours a day, but just— Make five today, baby. My, my <laughs> daily—today five. My, my day-to-day existence, I've got an AirPod in a pretty significant period of time, and, and mm. I am a little bit worried about my, um, my hearing long-term and trying to not, you know— What? <laughs> not trying not to rev that one too hard. Nice. Um, so I'm trying to protect my ears. So I, sometimes I do. I don't, have you ever seen how how Dan Lebetard usually wears his headphones? Is it rocking one? It uh, sort of. It's kind of half rocking both of them. Okay. It's like kind of wearing them almost in front of your ears. I started doing that a while back. If you do the one off, I do it the one sounds kind of funky sometimes. sometimes. It makes me yeah. think I'm in a recording studio. Yeah. Like I'm Christina this Aguilera, guy, and I'm trying. What's to her name? Christina Aguilera. I don't know. Aguilera. There you go. We got there. Matt Quattraro. <laughs> Christina Quattraro. Yeah. And you're trying to do the, 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 the noise. You know how she does that thing with her hand? Yeah. The up and down yeah, thing? Yeah, the pitch thing. Yeah, the, go ahead. It, it kind of feels like you're doing that, though. Sing it for us. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. It does feel like a good day to sing Loving You by Minnie Ripperton. Which, that? if you know, just outside, it was beautiful. It was, it, you woke up and the birds were chirping. I had my windows yeah. open last night. Uh, and so, them open all night? All oh, night. It was a great time. So I woke that. up and I just automatically think of. Loving You by Minnie Ripperton, mm. but her voice, she has the crazy octave highness yeah. that she gets way up there. The What's it sound like? No, no, no. It's like, it's do you like know the, the song, scene, though? It's like the, I don't think I do. You do. Know it? it's, it's like the scene in Shrek where Fiona starts singing and the birds start exploding. That's what happened this morning. Yeah. So I was singing, and my <laughs> girlfriend was like asleep, and she was like, you know what? Okay, not the worst way to wake up. Normally, I sing to wake up, yeah. and she's like... Actually, I take that back. Normally, she's the one singing, and I'm the one asleep saying, Nat, come on, I'm I'm tired. And every, every once in a while, you're waking up, and you know the birds are chirping. When it's snowing out, it's, let the bodies at the floor. That's pretty good, Mr. Drowning Pool. I, I had my headphones mostly off, so I really couldn't hear how it mm. sounded in <laughs> the microphone. I really want to do the loving you, but I'm, I'm, not, I'm not buying into it. I'm not bought in. I, Gotta just start where you can and then push it up a little. Oh. That that's that was Briscoe, not me. Don't don't. That was Sterling. Don't you be fooled. I'm Sterling Holmes. Uh, that sounds just la, 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 like me. La, la. 
sounds just like me. No, I uh, man, Sterling, you're sounding kind of, kind of, kind of off today. I feel fine, Josh. Thank you. I uh, was smoking cigars on Saturday. Hell yeah, dude. Saturday night. Well, it wasn't more of that, but yeah, I was sure it was fun. We went golfing. It was yeah. a, we called it a brotherhood event. It was me and oh, uh, boys. It was eight of us guys. Some of us went golfing, went back, got some food, uh, had some really bad fish and chips. But it was still fish and chips mm-hmm. nonetheless with mm-hmm. some Smithix, not Guinness, Smithix. I don't know if I know Smithix. Old-timey beards. That's good. Okay. It's dark. It's, All right. it's, it's You feel it. And then we went back and we uh, watched some basketball, grilled out, had some hot takes. So that's the thing. When mm-hmm. me and my, the boys get together, it's always hot takes. It's Major League Baseball. What do you think about the rules? And I was actually the only one. Maybe I'll get into this in a second. Let, yeah. let me finish the story. I'll get into the hot takes. Sure, I'm, I'm done. So we grilled out. Then we made some tri-tip. Wow. Made some, uh, not sirloin, some strips. Sure. Uh, baked potatoes. How did they turn out? Fantastic. And I sat yeah. on my ass the whole time because they didn't trust me. Uh, I just crushed some some KC Beer Co. That makes sense, actually, that you and would smoke be... some cigars. Uh, did you, like, ask if you could hold a spatula or something? Spatula. Or a little spatula. I guess if you, if you got a beer in one hand and a cigar in the other, I'm guessing what you're What do you good. want me to do? No, I'm just I'm chilling. And then I'm, I'm watching the game. I'm having a yeah. good time. Uh, so I did that. And good. Cigar smoked was nice. Then by that night, we sat outside at the bonfire area, mm. and uh, the smoke was because I'd get cold easily, and it was kind of cold on Saturday night. Yeah. And we we teed off. It was thirty six degrees. I was frozen. It was horrible. Uh, part hole one, so I felt pretty good about that. Uh, <laughs> pipe to drive, uh, but no. But I I, could, that, I hate the phrase pipe to drive. That, I hate piped as a verb. That night, I'm sitting reasons. by the the smoke and I'm telling some story. We're talking about just college basketball or something like that, and I notice my voice perpetually getting deeper and smokier. And yeah. if it's just like a 1970s like R and B singer, like I'm trying to woo you. I think we've had this conversation before, but like. Shouldn't we just be allowed to smoke in here? I wouldn't. What's, what's more radio than that? Like, I'll start. I have my black coffee in one more. hand. Yeah. I, I would totally. If you give me a Marlboro. Marlboro I can't say. talk. A, a cowboy killer right now. <laughs> I would. I would. Can you say camel? We can. I would. Camel. Easier to pronounce for you. I just love the fact that you use the term cowboy killer to describe Marlboro Reds. Thank you. I appreciate great. that. Thank and you. also, yeah, yeah. Dylan, great enunciation on the word yeah, Marlboro. Appreciate it. I'm blaming the cigar still, but so I would, yeah, totally, still just, I would totally just thrive right now. I think I think some cigar smoking here would elevate all of our conversation. Where's Jordan Foote? Did anyone see his awesome, oh, yeah, I, I mean, maybe I the most awesome picture I've ever seen in my I, life? I told him it looks like he's trying to sell us a book, I said, and for three payments of nineteen ninety nine, you too can learn the secret. <laughs> or some wagers, you know, either yeah. or maybe. Oh, he's he looked like a bookie for sure. Yeah. yeah. But but one that definitely takes he a big like cut. the draft king. You know what I mean? Like that's but but you know he's charging twenty percent. He's not taking the ten. He's taking a little. Look, that 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 student by itself. Exactly. That's why you look like that, so they know going in. You know he's calling people Copernicus anytime that he just just (laughs) hey Copernicus, you got that wrong. Wow, that's a uh, you wouldn't sing, but you would bring that that accent to air. Yeah, Yeah, that's crazy. I'm not sure. I'll have to go back and review. He's talking like that. It was New York. It was what I used to always do to Vertoram. 
Well, uh, I bet he loves that. Is that why he left? <laughs> that's why he left. <laughs> well, I would do that, and I would say, but it, I go, but that doesn't bother you since you're from Boston. And that, that would really be the, oh, I yeah. that pissed him yeah, off Yeah, that so was the bad. real one. Yeah, yeah. Oof. You'd make a New York joke. Hey, I'm walking here. And then all of a sudden, be like, oh, but it doesn't, that doesn't bother you, does it, Vernon? Because you're from, you're from Boston. You're Boston guy, that, right? That Boston accent. You park your car in the park Harvard Park your car yard. in the Harvard yard. I knew if I just said it regularly, you wouldn't be able to help yourself. No, I couldn't help myself. Uh, but the hot takes uh, about baseball before we go forward. Yeah, sure. There, hey, the, listen. There's no. We're already going forward, man. Don't even worry about it. I like them, and I will changes and stuff. You're saying yes, cool. Yeah. And I don't like Rob Manfred. We all agreed. No one hated baseball more than Rob Manfred. As far as who can you watch the game? Because we were laughing. He has YouTube TV. We could not watch the second game of the season. I tried logging in on my. Uh, because uh, I have cable because I'm an old man. Yep. As you can tell by the smoking and, and the yeah. black coffee and the what have you. Yeah. Uh, but I want to have a whole conversation about this part of it. So, you, you... so, so I was just belligerently angry Yeah. Uh, talking about this. I had my Blantons in one hand. I had some Blantons too, which is a very good bourbon. It was delicious. Outstanding. Very smooth. Cigar in the other. And I'm just sitting here going, how can I not watch this baseball game? It was very 1930s of me. I understand. It really does sound like you're about to, you know, use an outdated term for something. And uh, but but it's true. Like I want to watch on. the game. I want to watch baseball. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do you make it so hard? I live in Kansas City. Yes. We are literally in Kansas City. Yes. We're not talking. I'm in the suburbs even. Where we're in Kansas City, Missouri. It would be easier for you to watch the Royals outside of the market for what it's worth. It, it actually is. When I lived in Philadelphia, I could actually get MLB. Was it MLB TV? Whatever. Yep. The, the, and which MLB TV, not a terrible product. Great product. Yeah. It was great to watch. But if you live within seven states, apparently it's a, it's a no-go. You can't yep. watch it. What? And I have cable. So I, I'm not necessarily the target market that should be angry, but yes. I'm angry for everyone else because it's, yes. not, it's not fair. We want to watch the game. And when I go to my friend's house, I want to watch the game. And it's even it's even worse than not fair because not fair is, oh, yeah, life's not fair. Neither is baseball. Smoking my cigar. But what you what, what it is life's even, not fair, kid. even more... Even more than unfair, it's unhelpful. It's bad for baseball. The first game of the year was at, what, 3 o'clock, and so I was here, and I was running around and all that. But for the second game, the first night game, I got home, and I, I no joke, like, I just was opening up YouTube TV, and I, wait a second, the game's not going to be here. Yeah. They never... I, I really, I, I, I didn't, like, have a false memory of them figuring out a contract or whatever, but I just kind of assumed that was going to be a one-year thing. You assumed they wouldn't bleep up two years in a row. You, you, you thought, there's no way. You have a whole offseason to figure this bleep <laughs> you, out. You thought, there's no way. Bollies is going they bankrupt. Seriously. And they're still like, you know what, though? That's our ticket. It's so bizarre. It's so frustrating. Um, we can talk about the rule changes in a second. But, like, just that concept. And if you look at, like, attendance right now is not looking very good for the Royals outside of bobblehead days at the beginning of the year. Yeah. But it's been rough since then. Winning will help. The days and times will all help. I and once the weather gets – I'm sure tonight yes. will be better because, you know why? It's a beautiful evening. It should be fun. And Brady Singer is on the bump. So it'll be – Chris Bubich is on the bump. But oh, yeah, um, that's okay. Singer was yesterday. You're did all right. I, did I miss it? I watched yesterday. You, you're all right. You were you were high on cigars. I and watched. I watched. Drunk on bush light. I watched the game last night. Yeah, you and they were, won. Yeah, big. They scored a bunch of. They scored Nine. a bunch of runs. Then Jim Melendez hit a 443, 443 foot blast. First homer of the year for MJ. I uh, he caught too. Salvi didn't. Did play. I just have amnesia? Are you with me right now? Am I? Let me. I'm running my hand in front of Sterling's face. How many fingers am I holding up? Check your pitch, gum. What's the pitch? 
It's a sweep. It's a new sweep. We're good. We're good. It's, it, we're, it's a sweep. Drive yeah. line. Yeah, drive, drive line. line. Design this pitch. We're fine. Um, so, yeah, I regardless of uh, who is pitching, when and where and why and how, uh, I cannot believe, and to the, to the best of my knowledge, and now please don't go don't go telling your friends, well, Josh Briscoe on the radio said, what was Sorry, that I don't know. Yeah. I don't know who I, just, who I was just impersonating. I don't know why. I, I do that sort of froggy voice sometimes for just But it's not uh, that Mahomes or Kerbin no. Frog. It, it's a... Uh, it's all other thing. I don't know. I'm just listening to the radio. I have no idea. It just comes out sometimes. I really don't know. But don't go around... Sounding, Chasing waterfalls. Okay. Don't go around like a like a normal mature person and saying, "Well, you know, Josh Briscoe on the radio said this next thing." But no best, one has ever said that. Probably fair. To the best of my knowledge, I, I think the Royals are probably the party least to blame for the cluster bleep, and still, everyone has has if not blood money on their hands yeah. for everything here being such a deep failure if it's again if it's Bollies or if it's YouTube or if it's the other streaming platforms my inclination is to blame Bollies cuz it's probably not going to be around that much longer anyway sure but man it is it is absolutely wild that that is an issue that fans are still having and so now i am watching the games through Way more difficult than necessary means yeah. because I can watch anything else on YouTube TV, which is what I have. It's it, bonkers. It, it's a very frustrating situation, but... I'm so mad. <laughs> Debra! Is that Raymond? Is it Everybody yeah, Loves Raymond? Everybody Loves Raymond's pretty good. Is that yeah. in there somewhere? Wow, I didn't even realize that was in the part of the package. Debra, I always sing the song Debra. by Beck, and that's a very good song by Beck. I'm going to read some lyrics as... From Debra? Very limited Raymond. Singing Beck, 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 Debra. Debra. That should be a really good. I probably need to hear it during a break or something. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll play a... it so you have the the vibe. Okay, it's 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 great. I don't think I actually want to follow through on this. You're gonna follow through. I think her name's Debra. <laughs> <laughs> wow, the lyrics of this song are crazy. Yeah, they're wild. Yeah, I want to get with you and your sister. I think her name's Debra. I want to get with you and your sister. I think your name's Deborah. I yeah, mean, that sucks. What a bad pickup line. Beck. Well, it could. Well, I mean, he didn't write the song "Loser" for no reason. I, right? Yeah, he, <laughs> he earned those. Uh, he earned those at bats. Uh, anyway, but, but so we talked about that for a while, and we were angrily talking about. You liking about, the rules is interesting, though. It is because you know me. I'm, I'm a more old school guy. I, yeah. I, I'm a traditionalist to an a lot of, to an extent. I, I was one who said shortening the game is not all of a sudden going to make more fans tune in. If the game's three hours, now the game's two forty. No, no one's going to be like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I think I'm in. But you missed. You missed it, didn't you? You but, missed the key of this. But but you're not cutting out game action. Correct. You're cutting out dudes. With their batting gloves. You're yes. cutting out dudes who are standing outside the box. As long as the product is fine, as long as they're not a drop-off in uh, the actual product, as long as guys are saying, I, I can't hit, I can't I can't hit my cleats three times on my right foot and then two right. on the left. Like, that's not necessarily happened. I think it was 0.8% uh, of games or something has, has had a strike or, or, or a ball a violation goal it, was a, it was like 0.8%, right? So yeah. um, it's been successful. And I bet that's going to go down as, as guys get more familiar with what is and isn't it, a violation and how it works. It, it's been successful, though. And, I, again, it, it doesn't necessarily make more people watch the game, but it makes it more enjoyable watching the game itself. No one disagreed here, so this was not the hot take yet. I'll get to the hot take at the very I end. I want to give my non-hot take on this. So get your lukewarm take on too. this one. 
it's not shortening games from three hours to 240 by, like, chopping off the last two innings. Mm -hmm. It's increasing the pace of play. It's about pace of play, not length of game. I think that was a messaging issue baseball has had this entire time. Correct, And it makes so much sense being able to see it in in process. It's also not... I I think it is inviting to new fans because you're going to say things like, hey, do you... You watch baseball at any point in those last couple of weeks? It's quicker, too. It's, it's moving a little quicker. The games are happening yeah. in less time, but it's more enjoyable when you're watching. It is harder to get distracted so thoroughly that you all of a sudden you look back and you've missed two pitches, but it's been five minutes. Sure. It, it's more engaging, and I think it, for me it has helped me stick with it without yeah. even having to think about yeah. it. So, yeah, I, I think it's it's fascinating, and, and I, I hope that we keep seeing good stuff from that. And if you're a golfer, it'd be like saying – you want your finish around in four hours, mm-hmm. but what if you could finish in 340? What if you didn't have that group in front of you who was slow right. as bleep, and you're right. sitting there, you're still getting the same amount of shots in, yep. your same amount of swings, but maybe now your back doesn't lock up on hole 12 because <laughs> the group in right. front of you is just shanking it into the woods and trying to find it. It's a two-minute rule. Come on. Yeah. Drop it. Drop your your nitro and hit. Somebody, somebody gets stuck behind some uh, slow goers this weekend. Actually, it was great. No, we okay. had no one around us. Well, because we, we teed off because we were the only idiots who would tee up on thirty six degrees. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. That's uh, this is from Codify Baseball, and through the first four days of twenty twenty two, forty nine games, twenty nine stolen bases, fourteen times caught stealing. That was in twenty twenty two. Through the first four Sorry, days, with those numbers again. This is last year. Last stats year are twenty nine stolen bases, 14, 14 times caught stealing okay. in forty nine games. This year through four days, fifty games. So one extra game. Sure. So obviously it makes a huge difference. Yeah. Uh, Seventy stolen bases. Really, fourteen times caught stealing. So fifty one stolen bases. Apparently either happened in one game, yeah, or it's probably the or uh, average going up. The average going up and same amount of times caught stealing. This is, in my opinion, a combination of. The bigger bases, which I said was going to be more fun and more enjoyable than the most people gave credit for. Everyone was making yeah. fun of on Twitter to go, trust me, it's actually going to be better, and people will try and steal more because you can probably not slide off the base. You know that stupid millisecond rule, oh, that's which I a good hope point. eventually they'll change in when they go to the if you, like, uh, monitor. Touch, if you touch the base, you're you're safe on contact or yeah, whatever. But not call they or they don't make that rule, but the base being bigger obviously yeah. it helps a little bit. Yeah. And you're seeing the pickoffs. Mm-hmm. We can only throw over a certain amount of times before they automatically get to steal a base. Oh, good point, too. So, or at least you're granted the base basically like a balk. Mm-hmm. So this, to me, is a combination where I'm sitting here going, you know what? If you wanted more excitement, yes. here you go. Yes. Um, and it's not coming at the cost of, like, quote-unquote, real baseball. It's you don't, It's not that you're, you're giving your cleanup hitter an aluminum bat once a game, right? It's not backyard baseball. It's just... It's focusing the action a little more. And this is what Major League Baseball wanted to do because, again, now my hot take, baseball was tired of the three true outcomes. They were tired of walks, strikeouts, and home runs only. They wanted more action in between the game. And this is what I had the argument with my friends. The players weren't going to adjust. The teams weren't going to adjust. Mm -hmm. And their argument basically was the players should adjust. You should learn how to hit the opposite way, and this gets into the shift. Sure. Their whole thing was you shouldn't be allowed to dictate where the defense can play. And I understand where you're coming from to an extent, um, but I also pointed out in 04, the NBA changed the rules of the hand check rule. Yep. 
Now, that wasn't where you could play, but it was what you could do defensively. The hand check rule because the scoring was down so much. Uh, Five-yard chuck in the NFL. Uh, there, there are precedents. There are tons of rules about where you can be aligned at the NFL level. Who's eligible? Three seconds like in the that. key. Yes. And, and, and in the lane. Ba- in the lane. And now the uh, charge area. where The, the charge area. area. Yeah. Circle. Yeah, there you go. So I think there is precedent for this. Plenty. Uh, and you can still shift, but it can't be as drastic. And that was where I was also pointing out. You can still shift. Yeah. If you still want to have uh, your shortstop for a lefty almost to second base, yeah, sure. you can. We saw MJ Melendez basically playing a deep second, and he was the right mm-hmm. fielder. You can still shift, but it can't be quite as drastic. And the thought process was they kept saying, well, learn to hit the ball the other way. And my thought process here was, one, it's not that easy. No. Look at, from the 1980s to now, how many guys throw 100 miles per hour. Look at the Royals' bullpen. I went through the Royals' bullpen, who was a fine bullpen, but we're not going to say they're elite. Mm -hmm. They have six, seven dudes who throw 95, 97 plus. How many guys did that in the 80s? Not quite as many. No. We have more statistics and analytics now that show uh, the improvement of pitchers, but not only that. Here's why I got into it. The teams themselves have shown and found value. You don't do that. If Mike Trout came up to bat and they had a shift on, and he goes, oh, I'm just going to slap the ball the other way. Mm-mm. You know what was going to happen? The defense goes, wow, we got away with one here, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Because first off, say he does it at a 40% clip, 50% clip. I, I don't have the numbers in front of me of what it would be if he yeah. tried to just slap the ball the other way. It's not going to still be a lower than all of that. Yeah. yeah. You're taking the bat out of his hands of what he does best. You have to look at OPS plus, what runs or weighted runs created plus. I know I'm talking like a nerd right now, but look at the teams that have been successful. Yeah. The Dodgers, the Rays, mm-hmm. the Yankees, mm-hmm. the Astros. I know what you're saying. All those teams just put the ball in play. They sure <laughs> don't. They, they, they found ways that show you. We're not going to slap the ball the other way because it right. does not behoove them to do so. The Royals have actually been the only team that have really gone against the grain. And if you want to blame them, you actually can for creating the bullpen dominance that they did. They were the reason why you don't see starters go 6, 7, CEA, you know, go through a lineup a third-plus time. They're kind of the reason why we're seeing these dominant bullpens and the success rate of them. It's why I don't think that style will win many ball games anymore. And again, we're kind of seeing the reason why. Yeah. So the shift in my mind, in conclusion, the players were not going to adjust because the teams did not behoove them to adjust. So Major League Baseball had to step in, and this was them stepping in. Whether you like it or, de- or don't like it, that's for you to decide. But I don't think it's a horrible thing because, again, the players and teams weren't going to, weren't going to adjust. And this is baseball's way of saying we want to see more singles, doubles, uh, stolen bases, etc. The NFL did that in a way where they, they were sort of tilting the scales in favor of what was also more entertaining. That's when you get more rules that are more offense-friendly and more passing game-friendly. But this also partially, I think, for the NFL happened by accident. The NFL got deeply fortunate because as the, as the league was evolving, I, I think it's evolved in two major ways in the last, like let's say, 10 or 15 years or so. Okay. One era back, and I'm not by era, I really mean like probably about 10 years. How many teams had Joe Flacco as their quarterback? Not literally Joe Flacco, but figuratively, Alex Smith or Joe Flacco or whoever was quarterbacking half the league. Sure. It was about, hey, can you throw seven-yard passes that turn into 10-yard gains, and we're just going to dink and dunk forever, protect the football, don't turn it over. Now we're seeing a class of quarterback where you are getting guys with bigger arms, offenses are taking bigger risks, pass catchers are getting more explosive. This is a tangent that will come back to baseball. 
but we've seen it kind of take different forms. I was worried about football and enjoying it a little bit less when, you know, local hero status notwithstanding, when it felt like being Alex Smith was the easiest way to guarantee that you would be a good enough football team to compete, but not really enough to have that dynamic, interesting element that now more mobile quarterbacks entering the league sure. have, have really brought on, right? Sure. And I think the NFL, partially on purpose, partially by good fortune, nudged their rules to create a more a more exciting product, and the analytics then showed up and said, hey, we don't need to be running the ball three yards at a time this often. Let's air this thing out. Yeah. You, you hit all sevens. This is huge for football. With baseball... It's always a game of trying to find the inefficiencies, right? Where can you find value? And it was, hey, a strikeout's not that bad if we're hitting home runs often enough. Get somebody on base if you can, but if you can bring them in with one swing, that's going to be the way to do it. There was no way for baseball to incentivize. They weren't going to start making home runs worth three-quarters of a run. You know what I mean? So this is a way to do that. And and the the other aspect of this that I really think – is is going to work hopefully for kind of the baseball historians. You and I grew up on baseball in the 90s, right? Yeah. So we're not I'm not talking about the the 27 Yankees. Honus Wagner. Exactly. But what I've seen in this week of baseball, it feels like baseball. It feels more like baseball than the last five years have because it is bringing the game more into a lot of those principles that we grew up loving. I just think that's a good thing. I also want to point out the guy I really looked at in this was Jose Altuve. Yeah. If you look at someone who started off in Major League Baseball as a contact hitter and eventually Houston said, you know what, we want you to hit more home runs. And if you want to say the Crawford box has played a role, sure. But he became more of a home run hitter. Yep. You're just seeing the – transformation of value in Major League Baseball, and I think that's why Major League Baseball stepped in and said, hey, we don't want you, because we know you're not going to, change how you play, because we know this is how you win the most ball games. So what we're going to do is change the rules a little bit, and I think it's fair. Uh, This is better than trying to lower the mound or move the mound back a little bit. Let's try this first before we step in, because if pitchers are still this dominant, I understand the thought process. And I'm not saying that all players, like, in the past couldn't play now. Like, Nolan Ryan would still be great. George Brett would still be great. But what we're seeing is I think the back end of players now are much better than they were back Mm. in the day. And that's what it really comes down to. The superstars are always going to be superstars. Babe Ruth was a superstar then, mm-hmm. if you put him in today's day and age, he would have probably still been a superstar with today's technology and all that stuff, right? Yeah. I know errors is tough, but sure. It, same thing in the NBA. Wilt Chamberlain, with today's technology, would have probably still been a superstar. Yes. But the back-end players— And the middle class. And the middle class, you see the rise. That's yeah. where you see the biggest rise. I, I think—who's who's an ideal middle-class baseball player for you mentally right now? Just like the most, the most average baseball player— that's maybe a fun name. Try to pick someone I've heard of. Oh man, a dude who can hit some dingers, but is uh, is kind of. I think if Kyle Schwarber got in a time machine, he would like break baseball, and it would be a blast. I don't think that that means that the greatest hitters of past generations would show up here and just be Kyle Schwarber, right? Glaber Torres is Glaber probably Torres is probably up there. Uh, but eras notwithstanding, I think the my favorite part of what you just mentioned is the mound thing. Yeah, I do think we could end up in a world where eventually the mountain moves back, they lower it, something along those lines. I love your point of, hey, we're trying this first. Yeah, but but if you are are moving the mound 
or, and frankly, the like ghost runner on second and extra innings thing. Hate still, that one though. It's that still that kinda, one bugs no, no, me. I'm, I'm with you. Like it's that one bugs me a little bit, and I'm I'm no traditionalist. Yeah, but that one bugs me a little bit because those We're not playing things, the backyard, <laughs> right? And those, those things are structurally different than the version of baseball we've watched for the last hundred years. Yeah. Tons of the game has evolved, certainly in a hundred bleeping years. A ton has evolved in the last 10, 15, 20, whatever. But the idea of being able to put some some guardrails on aspects of baseball to try to keep it feeling like nine guys out there in the field, one dude in the box, and let's see sure. what happens. Being able to make changes within those confines, I think, is probably very difficult and, and to this point, looks really successful. I like that version of, of improving the game. Because you're not changing the game itself, and it's similar, in my opinion, to every sport. We mentioned the NFL. We mentioned the NBA when they made the lane bigger, when they added the restricted area, uh, when they eventually, at one point, you Adding couldn't— three-point line. Three-point line. Obviously. That, couldn't do that's a, a game changer. Couldn't run a zone, I believe, in the NBA for a long time. Oh, I didn't know that. That's um, I forget what time period that was. And they added the hand-check rule. I mean, mm-hmm. it, golf, for example, now we're seeing players hit the ball farther than ever. Yes, technology plays a part, but also you can analyze your swing more. Back then, yeah. it was with the eye. Test. What am I doing wrong? Keep your elbow in. Golf, they went from persimmon balls and wood. I understand, but also the technology has improved, but also the uh, the training has improved. I'm not saying Jack Nicholas or Arnold Palmer wouldn't be Tiger Woods today, but what we're saying is they would have today's technologies. Back right. then, you, you didn't have the same technology, so yes, you couldn't hit the ball as far. Yep. They, they didn't always know what they were doing to adjust swing-wise. Um, they probably it, weren't getting the number of rotations on their ball sure. shot into their pocket before it landed, yeah, which we can do on broadcast. We can see stuff like that. And so that's what the, every single sport, yeah. every game, maybe boxing's the one that you could say. Like, But if we're talking about team sports, really, yeah. um, hockey maybe is the other one that you can make a case for. But baseball, football, golf. Tennis, you can get, you can get your replay done digitally. Sure, even I tennis mean, you can probably see better as far and, as— And I think, I think sports are always going to evolve. They always have. Go go look up a picture of the baseballs Babe Ruth was hitting out of the park. And then also, more recently, but still a while back, if you've ever seen Frank White's glove. Oh, yeah. That dude was an all-time defender playing with the kid's mitt. I yeah. mean, it's like that thing was like on it. He's wearing five thimbles. It was crazy. Yeah. The game evolves in all sorts of ways. Games evolve. Yes. And I think for me and my sensibilities, the most important <laughs> thing is – entertainment and fun factor and the next most important thing which varies but is is staying true to the source material if yes. you will football players getting better helmets we i think can universally agree does not damage the quality of the fun and uh, you know keeps everybody healthier that's a great one yeah some of the rules that all of these sports add you can you can have your little tug of war but i i'm really falling on the side of, of baseball getting this one pretty much right and like you said earlier uh, off air before we got on here you're thanking Rob Manfred for saving baseball because How he is the savior you? of baseball. He is not. You, you said that he to me before not. the show, and I thought he it was, hates baseball. I thought it was bold. He he, he thoroughly dislikes it. You said, you know uh, what? Allegedly, I, you, allegedly, you said, allegedly. hey, that that hunk of metal they they uh, he's got over there doesn't do much for me. But man, I love the guy. We'll take a quick break while I fight Briscoe. <laughs> we'll be right back after this. Welcome back. Dylan behind the glass. Briscoe's still with us. Yee. You can follow me on Twitter at HomestretchKC. You can follow Briscoe on Twitter at JB Briscoe. 
Uh, if you want to say how much you love him and hate me, that's cool. I don't care. I would uh, love that. That's I a will idea. cry a little bit. I, I honestly, please don't say that. I will be a little upset. Not like sad or mad, but just a little bit. Why do you have my wallet? What's this little this little tag thingy? I thought it might like pull out and like. It do does something pull out. Fun. I have my my hidden stuff in there. Oh, <laughs> I'm not gonna say what it is on the radio, but I'm gonna look into it. You keep talking about following us on Twitter at JB Briscoe. Yeah. No e. No no e. Do you, do you have a fake account? It's a Top Golf. It's a Top. It's a Top Golf. Your hidden your hidden compartment thing is a Top Golf. I never use it, so I put it in that compartment so that way, just in case, I barely. Yeah, it's gross. It's it's. It is gnarly. It's been in there for since they made the wallet yeah. out of a still breathing cow. <laughs> I was just made Top Golf, but yeah, I think the wallet may have uh, preceded it. I have a bunch of jokes that are probably not quite. Quite radio appropriate, no, and then a bunch of jokes that I'm sure are radio appropriate that just aren't funny. So, so here we are. So here we are. Uh, you know what's not funny, uh, or frankly even fun? Oh no! Last night's game, UConn versus San Diego State. It was like borderline fun. If it's borderline fun, you know what that means not that fun. Not that fun. Yeah, it was kind of a bummer. Yeah. Uh, it's fun watching some of the lower seeds, but UConn was frankly such a good team mm-hmm. all season long. Outside of that one middle of the year stretch. Yep. They became a four, but they felt more like a two, a three, or maybe even a one. Yep. And they were just so much better than every team they faced all March Madness. Going into this game, Dylan and I were hoping that they would cover the seven. Dylan was pretty firmly. It was seven and a half, right? Yeah, it was seven and a half a tip. They did cover. You you think 76 to 59 is a cover? Oh, I UConn thought it was 69. Covered. Excuse me. UConn covered. Yeah. UConn covered. UConn covered. Yeah, they covered. I, uh, I must yeah, have uh, been half asleep because I did fall asleep Game started it. too late, man. This is a, yeah, we, that's another thing. This too. Why is the game starting late? UConn, by the way. Is, why is the game on so late? <laughs> We're just Everybody old. loves Raymond. We're just old men. Just a bunch of old dudes cutting yeah, it up. Yeah, but seriously, I'm an old guy. I, you, you, I'm supposed to be in bed reading a book at this time, and instead <laughs> I'm up here falling asleep on the couch as UConn just handles San Diego State as I'm consistently watching San Diego State just jack up threes. And I'm sitting here going, that's not your game, so why do you keep doing it as Bradley is sitting here just for seven seconds, eight seconds, jab-stepping, jab-stepping, then launching a three and back rim. Like, Drive. Do something different. You're 6 of 23 from 3. Why are you launching? Please don't do this, but yet they're going to keep trying. <sighs> it was it was sort of a fizzling out of an otherwise really fun tournament. Uh, I think you're right. UConn felt like the best team in the tournament, which is not yeah. always true about the team that wins it, right? But they, they just were winning games by double digits and going about their business, just breathing fire, winning games, and... Uh, it, it felt like an appropriate ending yeah. to the tournament that it was. San Diego State cut it to four with about what was it, six minutes then they left? It to five. I, I, I so, said, it, it was right down there. Though. You got to close, yes. and you're thinking, okay. And then all of a sudden, it was all UConn from there. UConn doesn't let teams back in. Get them getting down to whatever it was, four, five, six, it was impressive. Um, was impressive. And also, at no point was I like, let me go see if I can, you know, find that San Diego State money line or whatever. Nope. Because, because as something I said on the show yesterday, UConn throughout this tournament has been big brother holding little brother at arm's length with their yeah. palm on his forehead, you know? Just yeah. Like, 
You're over here. San Diego State got pretty close, but they never touched him. Yep. They never they never really made contact. And that's just again, that 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 is a sign of an excellent team playing excellent basketball at the best time. Newton was great, Hawkins was great, uh Sunogo was just so dominant. It reminds you of Stephen Adams of the NBA. Like Ooh, that's kind of a fun call. Well, because well, people run into him. Yeah. But he doesn't move. He does not move. Like defensively, he just stands there. It's almost like he just puts his hands on his hips, like, all right, guy, run into me, see what happens. Yeah. If he were to fall back, you get so many charge calls, but he's he has the um the confidence to be like, No, you're not getting around me, guy. Like I hate that in college basketball charges oh, because you, you can just fall and they're like the the refs are go, Hah! it's like it's like umpires who just like yelling strike three calls. I've been really they good. Carry Woods twenty strikeout game. The Atlanta Braves you in the put playoffs. You got to on there at 20. I mean, once you get to 20, you got to do the spin around to the crowd, <laughs> double pump. Yeah, yeah you, but you got you to like a Mario character. You know what I mean? Which, like, by the way, the Super Smash Bros. movie looks, or the Super Mario movie looks actually kind of intriguing. The trailer looks kind of good. I know. It, the trailer looked kind of... I, I didn't watch any of the trailers. I saw one, I think, was during the game last night, like kind of against my own will. I figured I'm either going to see it or I'm not, and that's kind of what it is. But this like it might be kind of fun. I don't know. I, I'm going to watch it. I'm not a movie guy, but it reminds me of my childhood and, well, hell, nostalgia is a son of a gun, huh? Yeah, dude, it'll get you, man. I, I, said, I tweeted this out somewhere, and then I've been thinking about it since then. As I do feel like a decent portion of my late 20s has been reconnecting with things that made me happy at, like, age 8. Yeah. And, like, that, I feel like that's sort of part of just being an adult that has enough money to buy your own stuff now is, like, bleep you, I'm, I'm, I am going to, I am going to, you know, spend my next 10 hours playing Pokemon. <laughs> it's, it I, brings I, me, it brings me joy. Yeah, I will play MLB The Show 23, because I played it when I was 14. Well, Probably not MLB The Show 23. Well, yeah, I was playing. Have you gotten the new show? Oh, it's sick. It's Have awesome. you played the Negro Leagues mode and everything? Yet? I haven't. Yeah, I played online. I played. Storylines, I think it's what I, it's called. The storylines is next. I, I was. Dude, please do report dudes back. Online. Yeah, I will. Uh, waxing dudes online. Getting you know, dubs. Is, remember, you said this is a clip show, so go ahead and you got two. You got, that second one was him saying it clean for you, so that one's a freebie of what Sterling was doing in his free time. It was online, okay? That's not the video game, but I'm winning online. There you go. I'm getting fat dubs. I'm not Jameis Winston eating the W, eating the... I'm done. I haven't gotten it yet because I wanted to... Uh, I was hoping it'd come out on PC so I could play it on my Steam Deck. But yeah. it's on uh, It's on Xbox, PlayStation, and Switch. So I might get it for the Switch, but I'm a little bit nervous about how it's going to... How it's going to perform, and I'm I not sure switch people always get console. They always lose. I have a PS4. Yeah, switch people are either like they don't lose because they have some sort of like cheat code on the old one. They have like figure yeah. like cheats basically because you can yeah. like do it on those things. I don't know how it works. I'm not really trying to play online either. I don't think. I guess if you if if you can you it's cross platform though. Yeah, I'd play you in some. I'd let you, I'd let you wax me online. Are you concerned about Jalen yeah. Carter's pro day? Uh, I'm concerned about a lot with Jalen Carter. I'm not, I, and to be honest, I I I have not been like 1,000 percent plugged into that story because obviously I, I don't think I still don't think there's any world in which he's like fallen to 31 or whatever. No, so no, it's just no, kind no. of happening a little bit at arm's length. But the combo of pro day, the rest of the stuff that came out with that horrible story in Georgia, yeah. and where he stands in all of it, the. Nine pounds overweight, by the way, too. Yeah. The the pre-draft risers 
always freak me out a little bit because, like, hey, man, what did you see in the month of April that made you fall in love with this guy? <laughs> um, if it's in meetings and stuff, that's a real reason. Sure. If it's like, well, yeah, but he jumped so good in his pro day. Are we sure that's yeah. a good reason to drop Broad this guy? jump is the reason why he went up it, 27 slots. Sort yeah. of strange. But a, a pre-draft fall... I, it, I think it's kind of a mixed bag. People got freaked out freaked out about Laramie Tunsil's video, That's right? what I was about to say. That's him, the him just ripping a, a, gas, mask a gas mask bong. bong. Mm-hmm. So, like, but that one was people being like, oh, weed. And a draft day, and you can't really get, you, you can't do your due diligence on all of that in real time or whatever. So it is what it is. With Jalen Carter, there are so many and again, I have not gone through to kind of figure this out for myself, so grain of salt and all. But it feels like there are so many, M-A-N-Y, many, M-I-N-I, red flags just uh, sort of sprinkled around. Dan Campbell's comments. Take I didn't that see as Dan you will. Comment, let, let me comments. pull up. Uh, yeah. let, let me go verbatim with you so that yeah, way should, I don't. Um, I'll, I'll stall and just keep talking because, it's again, it's the, the Georgia stuff and, and what gets figured out there. When you talk about, like, a player's um, – Snap to snap intensity as a defensive lineman. I can't remember one of, one of, like a real draft analyst. It was Dane Brugler, one of those guys on the Athletic Football Show, was saying, "Hey, honestly, man, defensive linemen kind of get to play by different rules a little bit because your role is different. Snap to snap, you're not always going a hundred miles an hour to the quarterback because sometimes you need to eat up some space." And I, so I. That doesn't worry me as much. Dontari Poe got hit with some of that, and I don't ever remember that dude like taking plays off. He was just at Memphis. Now that's obviously not the case with Jalen Carter. He's at a football factory. Uh, but yeah, I am like concerned. And if I was, if we were here covering a team that was picking on the top ten, I'm I'm guessing I would have a lot more to dig into there. Uh, so this is what Dan Campbell said. We talked to a teammate of his the other day, and man, he told us some things we didn't know that nobody probably would have known. It was like, oh, that's interesting. And then he was asked to uh, asked to uh, expand on those thoughts, and he just goes, it's interesting. So take that as you will. Maybe that's them saying it's a good he, thing. He didn't say it with a big smile on his face. I, I, I didn't watch. I, I see what's in front of me. Um, will be interesting to see. Could, could it be the Lions who are saying, hey, we want him, and we could right. put out a little smoke screen here. That's what stinks about the draft for these kids, too. Could be some game plan. You know, that that really could be it. Yeah. But we don't know. And just when you see a lot of other red flags, as you mentioned, it's tough to not take it that way. The fact Drew Rosenhaus, his agent, wouldn't let him talk to anyone outside the top ten, which I think is such a foolhardy endeavor considering what if a team wants to trade up? Do you think that he mm -hmm. did that? Because of the way that the Lions have just come out? Because well, I, all the people from 10 to 20 would be doing the exact same thing. It's maybe saying, we don't want him to interview. That too. This is all speculation. Right. All speculation. But it's just fascinating seeing the fluctuation of Jalen Carter, who went in being maybe one of the top draft picks, who now oh, you're yeah. sitting here saying... Number one or number two non-quarterback, for sure. And now yeah. you're just sitting here saying, well, I don't know. Um, yeah. Before we get a break, I want to touch a little bit about the starting quarterbacks. I know it's not necessarily Chiefs-related here. This is more just NFL draft-related. But do you have a strong feeling either way about any of the four guys, uh, Richardson, Levis, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young? Because I'm finding myself talking myself into C.J. Stroud yeah, more. me too. Um. It, he has Format. a he's in a funny spot where it's 
it's hard to be the quarterback that's presumed to have the highest floor and to mm-hmm. not end up being defined by that, right? Because if you say, oh, C.J. Stroud's, like, pretty pro-ready and yep. you're really confident that he's at least going to be, like, Jared Goff or whatever, that doesn't mean you got to put a lid on him. And in a good situation in Carolina, if that's where they end up going, he could he could achieve far beyond that. Um, my concerns about Bryce Young are the exact same as everybody else's, and the reason I've just fallen so deeply in love so quickly with Anthony Richardson is for the same reason everybody else has, is, man, he's just different. 6'4", 244. It's not Lamar Jackson size. We're talking Cam Newton size. Cam Newton size. And I I understand... My pragmatism has to be separated from my fandom here, because if you're like, hey... You are the GM of the Panthers. Who are you taking? Yeah. Probably C.J. Stroud. Yeah. Because I love to keep my job. Yes. I think Frank Reich <laughs> and C.J. Stroud are going to make some good football happen. I don't know if they're going to win a Super Bowl, but I won't feel like a dunce, yes. right? Correct. I understand that Anthony Richardson, and to some extent Bryce Young, if he just like breaks down, if he just can't do it, right? Sure. And Will Levis, I guess, has this potential somewhere there I, as well, I, I which is why C.J. Stroud rises up here. I don't see Will Levis at all. Sorry. I went to Mizzou, and I watched yeah. all the Kentucky football games. I saw him in person, and I was never like, that arm. Yeah. You, you know what you saw? The occasional arm, and I looked it up per PFF, a quarter of his throws were, I think, either at or behind the line of scrimmage. You know what that tells me? I was going to say a, that. Yep. Th- that's a team that doesn't trust you throwing the ball, and that's in college. Now, if you <laughs> if you want to bring up Rudy Salazar and ask him some things about Kentucky's offense last year, I'm guessing you'll have some <laughs> things to add on that. Um, but but point being, Anthony Richardson, if, if the worst-case scenario for him and maybe for Bryce Young and maybe for Will Levis is you don't have your job that much longer because you miss the most important thing. You don't often get a second swing at a top five, top ten quarterback. Yeah. Usually if you're picking that high again, the Bengals are an exception because of Burrow's injury, but usually if you're picking that high again, it's coming with the house cleaning. I'm enamored with Anthony Richardson. If you said, hey, just pick a pick a guy to just watch every snap of, I'm probably taking him. If you said, pick a guy to build your team around, who should Carolina take, whatever, I'm, I'm probably going Stroud. And, and frankly, I just I love rookie quarterbacks coming into the NFL and, and then seeing how they pan out. So I don't, I'm not, you know, super uh, emotionally or financially invested in any of these guys. Uh, and I, and I kind of like the class in general for their variances and all. Someone will fail. Someone will be mediocre. Someone will be good. Someone will be great. I want to like Anthony Richardson. I really do. But when you complete 53.8% of your passes. Take your eyes off the stats, you nerd, and watch turn on the film. And by the film, I mean his workout tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not or Nate act- Tice. Nate Tice had a great tweet about him changing protection in a Tennessee game on the road and then throwing a dime on fourth and two mm. as a go ball. Yeah. In, and it was tight coverage. I mean, it looked like – and he's he's setting the protection over yeah. this side. He's changing it in Tennessee. Again, so. I, I'm not saying – I'm not saying I don't see anything, but I am saying when you look at a large sample size uh, – yeah, yeah. not, not a large sample size, a one-year sample size. If he was on Bama, what would you think? Do you think that they would be the same or better? Mm, or that, that's tough. Than? And the thing with Bama, and I made the, the same case today on Stacking the Box podcast I do with Ian McMillan with – uh, Bama, Ohio State, and Georgia. We we're kind of talking about it's tough to find really good NFL quarterbacks from these schools in recent memory of Tua Tagovailoa. Mm-hmm. He made a case for Jalen Hurts, but yeah. I also think he went to Oklahoma and he learned a lot of Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Why Oklahoma versus these schools is different. You don't ask a lot from these quarterbacks at Georgia, Ohio State, at um, uh, you know Alabama. You, you're surrounded by such great talent, and basically the plan is get it into their hands 
and let them make the plays. It's a version of the NFL I was talking about from five or ten years ago. Yeah, yeah. It's very similar. Oklahoma's the case of we're surrounded by the quarterback and we're trusting you Mm -hmm. to make all of the plays. Uh, And so that's why I think it's different. And I also say you can't count out the quarterback from Ohio State, like C.J. Streb, because he went to Ohio State, or else you're going to just automatically block yourself off from a potential game-changing quarterback. But you do have to think about what was he tasked to do there and compared to other quarterbacks. Uh, I think it's just a fascinating talk to have. I know we have to take a break, so we'll do that and play this or that on the other side. Woo! But again, I like talking to NFL quarterbacks. It's fun. Me too. I hitched my wagon to Josh Allen and Trey Lance. I hit one. I missed one. Although Trey Lance... We'll see when he comes back from injury. But we'll take a quick break, come back, this or that with Briscoe, right after this. All right, Briscoe, this or that time. My favorite game in the world. Over under 70 wins for the Royals. You've now seen, what's that, four games? Uh, Yeah, what did I I think I said 72 before yeah. the season. I'm going to say over. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm not shook off that. Yeah, I'm still with the over. They were hitting the ball hard when they lost. They got some runs. I'm, I'm with over seventy. I am still over though. Hearing people say oh, they hit the ball hard. Eventually, give me a hit. We can, do, we can, do, talk, do we can talk about it off air. I'll explain, I'll explain it to you then. Uh, would you Would you rather live in 1969 or in 2069? 20, oh my God, 2069. You think so? Yeah. 69, Look, you still have, like, I don't know, penicillin It's nice and regardless. Stuff. Yeah, and I have insulin, but my technology would be a lot worse. That one's an easy... I Here's the thing, man. For minorities and people with chronic illnesses, going back in time is not really an option. Well, way to just make this thing a... that. I was, it's just what it is. I, I was just, like, oh, dude, but Led Zeppelin. You go to Woodstock. You, yeah. go to, you go to Woodstock. I'm trying to smuggle syringes in because I need insulin to live. As a healthy man, I think, I don't know. <laughs> you I'm mother a, What? What? Is there anything wrong here? No. Uh, Superman or Batman? Batman. Dylan? I'm going to go Batman, too. I don't have a preference. I don't really. I, I'm not That's a. Fine. I'm not a Superman guy or a uh, superhero, superhero guy. guy. Yeah, it sounds like Would it. you really live in 69 or 2069? 69 either way. Also going to go, well, that's true. Also going to go 2069. Just Dude, we, we're going to have no. I can go on a history book and look at 60, 1969. We're going to have no beaches left. <laughs> yeah, but, I, but I, I'm going to be in VR the whole time. It's cool. I'm going to be in VR. Yeah, that sucks. I'm, gonna have I'm not living in Wally. I'm going to have an artificial pancreas and live in Wally. It's yeah, okay. I'm not living in Wally. No, I don't want that either. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Chiefs draft an offensive tackle in the first three rounds or do not draft an offensive tackle in the first three rounds? I think they will. I think even if it's a, a day two pick in the Lucas Niang mold, it's another guy to compete there. Okay. Uh, Kenny Pickett will be a legit starting quarterback for five-plus years for the Steelers. I don't... So second contract, yes, I guess? second contract's my... The story here. I think he could be one of those guys that gets like a mid-market... Uh, the Daniel Jones kind of... Kind of Daniel Jonesy, yeah. Uh, who lasts as a starter longer? Kenny Pickett? Or Desmond Ritter? Oh, pick it. Yeah, sorry, Des. Better success in the NFL, Stroud or Young? I'll go CJ Stroud. I'm with you. Dylan? Uh, Dylan's working hard over there, man. Yeah, I'll, go, work. I'll go CJ Stroud, too. Just take the easy pick. Better success in the NFL, Will Levis or Anthony Richardson? I'm on the Anthony Richardson train. I, I can't help myself. I'll take Richardson. I think I'll go Richardson, too, because I just don't believe in Levis. I'm rooting for Levis, too, honestly. Yeah, I know. I'm rooting for everyone. I like young quarterbacks. I'm rooting for everyone's success. Exactly. Uh, mowing the grass or bagging leaves, what do you like more? Dude, I spent so long bagging leaves on Sunday, and I hated it. Yeah. Um, but I planted some clover, which I felt good about. I'd rather Good mow. for you. Good for you. Talk in a Canadian accent or an Australian accent. Go. Oh. No, eh? 
I don't want to. A. Uh, Chiefs stay at 31, or do they trade up? And they're probably going to move up a tiny bit. That's my guess. For Briscoe, but I bet on it. for Dylan, I'm Sterling. This is a we good day, mate. are out.